If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're talking about five mistakes made by poly noobs. We're going to walk you through the five most common mistakes made by people who are new to polyamory and hopefully teach you how to avoid them. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. I'm Dedeker, and I never make mistakes. Nice. Thanks. Thanks for... I don't know about all, y- all y'all. <laughs> we know oh, this about you. Perfect. I know. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, Out of the mm-hmm. three of us, you're the most perfect. That's for damn sure. I don't know. It's always so funny because I do a number of interviews for various media outlets, you know, when people are seeking like a polyamory expert or something like that. And they do ask questions like that of like, do you ever get jealous? Or like, do you ever experience unpleasant emotions? And sometimes they do want to be like, no, no, I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, no jealousy. I've transcended no. jealousy. It's something that I feel like I still read in a lot of articles that come up in my normal like Google alerts for polyamory, though, that there'll be articles and things where people just talk about how like, oh, well, such and such issue with jealousy, but I've never experienced it. But from what I understand, it's this. Do it's they really like, say that? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? No, I've absolutely read. I was just reading something this week Are where they someone lying? was talking about how, how just completely devoid of jealousy they are. And I'm just like, maybe that's true, but I don't know if that's something to brag about as much as just be like, I'm very different from the rest of the like, world. Not even know. a tiny bit, because I mean, I feel like for myself, there's definitely been a development, like my reaction, my jealousy is very different feeling now than it was five or six years ago. It's definitely much more manageable and much more tame, I would say, but it's not that I never experience it or like, I just never feel it. It's not like I'm cured. Right. Like I, yeah. But these are people who are like kind of never from the beginning ever have I experienced jealousy. So I don't, I don't really understand that. And there may be people listening right now who are like, no, I, I feel that way. Um, Well, y'all are Cylons. (laughs) Well, I was going to say Vulcan, and my fantasy has always been mm. to date a Vulcan because sometimes human relationships are just too emotional. So there you go. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it's it's for the it's not because of the eyebrows. It's it's for the logic. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm into I've, the logic. I've always kind of wanted to date a Cylon. So really, as long as they all looked like six, then yes, please. For really, the love of God, really. Well, I don't know. All the Cylons, I guess on, I'd, I'd go for. Well, there you go. On Sorry, my yeah. side, it's as long as they all look like Zachary Quinto, because I did have a dream, like when the first mm. Redux Star Trek movie came out, I had like this steamy dream that I did marry Spock and we had a great sex life. Um, nice. Yeah. And then I woke was up and I was like, dang, but Zachary Quinto is gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But the fantasy still remained. Well, God, this is, really sh- this is really showing the insides on this episode. <laughs> no, just right out the gate. <laughs> Really, man. Yeah, All right. Okay, so so let's get into this. <laughs> let's start talking about these five mistakes that poly noobs make. And it kind of rhymes a little bit. I didn't realize that when we wrote it. it does it does the five mistakes so, that poly okay. noobs make? 
So one of the first things that people make right out the gate is thinking, and this usually happens with couples, couples who yeah. are just starting to open their relationship or couples who want to add a third person to their relationship is kind of falling prey to this thinking that, well, if we date the same person at the same time, no one's going to get jealous and it's going to be just like happy, fun, threesome land all the time. Right? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely <Yeah>. triad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, the th- I mean the thing is like the like the fantasy of the like beautiful little triad is a fantasy that actually a surprising number of people have. Um you know, of like yeah, this is like a lot of people think that's what polyamory just is. Is this, right, you know, multi-person relationship triad, yeah. exactly where everyone loves each other and like the sex is really hot and no one feels jealous cuz we're all together all the time and <clears> it's great. Right. Of course, the reality is that, you know, even if you do try to date the same person at the same exact time, which sometimes is successful and sometimes not, it definitely does not make you immune to jealousy or immune to insecurity whatsoever. Um, and part of that is because of the fact that, um, you know, for all the couples listening out there, you may feel this differently, but the reality is that you and your partner are autonomous, separate human beings. Yeah. Unless you have learned how to achieve hive mind state, which if you have, we can talk. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the thing is that the inherent structure in that is that you are two separate human beings. And that means that these are two separate relationships that you're forming with the same person. And so those relationships are, of course, going to be different. And mm-hmm. hopefully independent, which means there's always a potential that you might look at your partner's relationship with this person and be like, hey, like, I feel like they're giving something that they don't give to me. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like it's special in a way that ours isn't special. Like, what the hell? Yeah, Right. And you're also opening yourself up to, I guess, a lot more opportunities to put blame on specific people, I guess, like rather than kind of accepting that jealousy yourself. Because by doing this and, and believing that dating the same person is going to prevent jealousy, then it's like, well, I'm not feeling good, so <clears throat> it must be because you're doing something wrong, or it must be because of this other person, or, oh, it must be that we're going too fast, so let's push this other person away some more. Well, yeah. Or, and, and, you know, which is both bad, because you end up hurting that other person. Exactly. And disrespecting them. I worry that that third person in this scenario would potentially get hurt a lot more easily than the other two. Like, at Absolutely. some point, when it becomes too tough for all the individuals involved, that the couple will kind of band together and say, like, well, okay, for the sake of our relationship, we need to push this third person mm-hmm. out. And then mm-hmm. that person gets very hurt and very disrespected. And that's, you know, a really bad mistake to make. Because as we've yeah. learned in our secondary um, Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. like that that person has a huge amount of rights or should at least. And if that's mm-hmm. not being taken should care be of. should be respected as, exactly. as you should any partner. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. The thing that people don't realize, and we covered this in, in our episode where we talked about adding a third to a relationship, is that a lot of people kind of come to that structure and create like a T shape. Like they're trying to create a T shape. Like we're the couple on one side and we important. are going to acquire a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Usually it's a girlfriend. Um, we are going to acquire this person and this person shall be our girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. They'll be our partner rather than the two of us are just happening to date the same person right um you know that for most successful tried relationships it needs to look more like a triangle where each side 
doesn't necessarily have to be equal, but it does have to be kind of equally strong and equally independent rather than there being a power structure of like a couple owning another person. And that each different, that there's many different couples within that triangle. That mm-hmm. there's like right. each couple and then also the relationship of the three of you. Yeah. I, you know how we've talked before about how a triad is actually four different relationships? Mm-hmm. So I heard someone in a discussion group the other day say their thing was that every triad is actually seven different relationships. Seven? So it's the relationship between each of the couples, and then the group relationship of the three, that's four, and then the remaining three is each of the three people's relationships with themselves. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of, you know, right? It's like one of those, whoa, deep. But but very true, you know, like um, Uh, having that relationship with yourself is a really important thing. Yeah, uh, Mm. because that is where you deal with that jealousy and, you know, working on those things on your own instead of trying to force these other people to solve that for you or, you know, push someone away to try to solve that. Kind of like we talked about last week on our sustainability episode. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, All right. What's the next? So what's our next thing? Uh, so the next one is this is kind of related to what we were just talking about. So another mistake that people make often is trying to kind of forcibly combine their relationships and or forcing their relationships to act as a single relationship. And this happens a lot when people kind of intentionally they have that dream of like, I want a triad or I want a closed triad or whatever. And they kind of head into dating or head into partner seeking specifically wanting that and trying to kind of force people into that. And the thing is that human beings, like they don't fit into a predefined mold very well. And I can see that Jace wants to argue me on something. Uh Well, no, just that I think this, this particular topic is about more than just that though. Like that does kind of fall into that idea of dating the same person and, and trying to create some structure you had in mind beforehand. But I guess what I'm talking about more when, when I brought this one up for the list is not only that, but even if it's not about creating this triad, but more about this idea of, uh, well, you know, now that I'm dating these two people, like, I always want to be able to go out together with the both of them, mm-hmm. or that, like, our social life and, like, daily relaxation life is, like, very much intertwined, I even say. if it's not mm-hmm. about them having a relationship and it's not about that, or perhaps... Mm-hmm. You know, this could happen with a quad or, you know, with however many, but it kind just of becomes a group forcing dynamic. it into this group dynamic yeah. when, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to talk later about not compartmentalizing either. But I think we don't want to try to force all these relationships into one sort of group pod dynamic necessarily, you know, like that might so happen guess, with some, but. I guess the important takeaway would be that, you know, even if you, whether you are in kind of like a group relationship or not, that's still one-on-one time is valuable Yeah, a lot for everyone involved. Each relationship, their own autonomy. And right. so, like, yeah. hey, you know, we're each going to be different things. Yeah, yeah. That quality time is not always going to mean, like, group time yeah. for everyone involved. For sure. Right, and it's important yeah. to have individual time and not... Um, you know, that if your partners feel like the only time they get with you is shared with other people, like, mm-hmm. I could understand how that would make feel... someone feel less special. Yeah, it's like, exactly. well, you don't have, you know, you don't want to spend time just with me like I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty common concern when people are early to poly, too. So I think this is a doubly dangerous mistake where it's like you're excited about poly, so you're trying to force it into this kind of group hangout mm-hmm. thing. 
but you're also playing into things that would really, um, you know, foster that fear of, oh, well, I'm not enough anymore. Like, I, I'm only interesting if I'm with other people, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're all hanging mm-hmm. out together. Yeah, yeah. And this does happen um, also in unicorn hunter relationships frequently where it's kind of like, well, we can bring this third person around, but only if we're all hanging out, you know, like my partner can't hang out with this person individually or I can't hang out with this person individually or my partner can't have sex with this person individually. It's kind of like this third person can be part of your life, but only if it's part of just this three person dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um and that and that couples that do that will often change the rules over time too as their mm-hmm. feelings change or their insecurities come up they'll take out those things on that other person rather mm-hmm. than doing that mm-hmm. personal work yeah uh, mm-hmm. for themselves for a long time now we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories things like that it's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their site specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's MULTI, M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. So with that... Okay, let's get back to talking about mistakes. Back into these noob mistakes. Okay, the next potential noob disaster area that we (laughs) wanted to talk about it was compartmentalization or isolation of a relationship. And this has to do with, say, okay, you're in a relationship and you kind of get into this sort of don't ask, don't tell scenario with your partner... Um, a lot of people kind of do this to try to keep themselves safe, I guess. Like, okay, I, I'm going to let you be polyamorous or I'm going to let you date other people, but I don't really want to hear about it. I just, like, don't, I kind of want to have my head in the sand about it. Mm-hmm. And also to say, like, you know, that your relationships are never going to influence one another. You'll never have to, like, think about the other relationships that your partners mm-hmm. are in. And well, and I think that's also something people put on themselves. Sure, it's like if I'm doing this right, then none of my relationships should gonna, affect each other. Exactly, and mm-hmm. honestly, that's simply not true. I mean, you know, say is someone freaking I don't know scheduling or anything. Like, hey, yeah. I need scheduling. To... Yeah, that's the clear one. Well, yeah, yeah. that's a huge yeah. one. Like, <laughs> fuck, I I can't see someone on any other day but Thursday. But my, you know partner that i live with wants to do something with me thursday like those things are going to coincide and you have to figure it out 
Um, or mm-hmm. if somebody mm-hmm. breaks up with another person, like, you may feel really shitty for a while, and your partners mm-hmm. will have to kind of deal with that, even if it's just sort of on the periphery, but they're going to have to do it. Right. That yeah, it's, there's, always, there's always a ripple effect. Absolutely. Yeah, and so what we would suggest as a way to avoid this new mistake is to understand that that's going to happen, understand mm-hmm. your relationships, even the ones that are not all dating each other or whatever, sure. like we talked about before, that they're still going to affect each other. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, what stresses the importance of having good metamor relationships um, or even if you're not going to have much of a metamor relationship, still just kind of meeting with people and understanding that they exist mm-hmm. and yeah. knowing that all our relationships are going to affect each other just because we're all humans and we're affected by everything in our lives. Yeah. Um, but, but understanding that makes it not this like painful, potentially derailing thing. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a fact of life. And okay, that's, that's happening. Yeah. I, I want to bring up another kind of way that I've seen compartmentalization manifest, especially in newer poly relationships. I think some people come to, a new relationship compartmentalizing it in a way as in like, well, I'm going to acquire this new partner and I know that it's, I'm just going to keep it casual. It's going to stay a casual relationship because like, maybe that's all I have time for. Or maybe Mm -hmm. like, I don't want my primary partner to be threatened. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to keep this relationship in this little box that fits my life. Um, Yeah. I think that's what I see people is kind of, is kind of thinking like, okay, well, I'm just going to put this relationship in this compartment and it's never going to grow outside of that. Mm. Or I'm going to make sure that it can't grow outside of that. Um, I, I, I think that's another mistake of thinking that, you know, from the outside of a rela- outset of a relationship, I can kind of set the terms and just assume right. that it's never going to grow bigger than the container that I put it in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, which actually kind of leads into our next one here, mm, which mm-hmm. is treating people and relationships as objects or functions rather than as other mm. human beings. Mm. And this is really related to a lot of the ones we've talked about already, yeah. but kind of specifically with that idea of treating a relationship in terms of how it fulfills a certain role. Um, mm. And I think this is something that thinking too much about labels and hierarchy can really exacerbate this problem. But it's that it's kind of being like, well, this person is, you know, like I have, you know, one wife and two girlfriends and a friends with benefits and a whatever, you know, like putting them in these clear boxes. And so kind of being like, well, because you're this box, that's all this relationship can ever be. Um, Or because you're in this box, you will never become less than this or our relationship could never change Mm. like kind of this idea of when a when a person that you're in a relationship with fits this certain function or acts Mm -hmm. as a certain you know archetype in your mind that kind of not letting that change ever can be can be a real problem and it's one of those things that seems to work fine until it doesn't and then it spectacularly fails or what also saying (laughs) like hey this is the person who i get great ridiculously crazy sex with but then they act like only as that function not as like okay this is the person that i get my emotional i don't know whatever from and that i'm able to like speak about my horrible day with 
and, sure, you and know, they, they never the two thing. shall meet. Right, like they could be that thing most yeah. of the time, but it's kind of closing those doors to other things. Sure. Is, is mm-hmm. I think where the where the problem is, like that's where the danger is. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I see this also manifest a lot of people who like have a relationship that they only nurture if all their other partners are occupied. Mm. <laughs> sure. Um, right. Kind I of think that that can and it, it can be very easy. It can be very easy to fall into that unintentionally. I mm. find you know because nobody in their for very few people in their right mind approach a relationship thinking like okay well i'm just going to use this person sure um, right for how i see fit you know very few people have that conscious thought but it can be very easy to unintentionally fall into that of Mm -hmm. you know of like okay well all my other partners are busy okay well i'll call up so and so who i never see and never like make an effort to actually talk to but if i have this you know Time. unclaimed time yeah. then i'll give them the time of day yeah. and of course uh, that does this doesn't mean to say that like you can't have casual relationships or you can't have relationships that are more independent or you can't have relationships that don't necessarily inherently need a lot of care however there is something that is dangerous in in kind of i guess a relationship that only exists when it's convenient mm-hmm. to a certain extent which i feel like i've seen that a lot yeah uh, yeah i think it's it's especially a danger if you're not aware of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If it is something that you are aware of and could hopefully be upfront about, and maybe the other person's like, you know what? That's cool. Like, I've barely got any time anyway, or I've got a lot yeah, of Yeah, it's different if this on. is negotiated right. ahead of, of time. It's more that but, this but will very just few people happen. actually negotiate that exactly. ahead of time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or if you yeah. give someone the impression that you're going to have a lot of time to give them, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, this psych, never mind. Sure. Then, yeah. Um, yeah. That too. Without and, and a conversation. Just to give it a nod, because this is also a mistake that a lot of couples make when they do want to add a third to their relationship is because they true. look at we're going to add a third and this third person is going to serve a function. You yeah, know, the function is to like it. make our sex life better or the function is to revive our relationship um, yeah. or the function is to be something for us to play with. And of course, this is very different if you're in a situation where it's like a swingers party and everyone's there just to play and, you know, just to right. be kind of fun sex toys to each other. Mm-hmm. But if you are out there as a couple looking to add someone to your relationship on a more serious basis, it needs to be with someone who's a human being rather yeah. than like an abstract function for right. you guys. Right. I feel like a lot of this comes back to treating all the people, whether they're your partners or your partner's partners as human beings. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a, key, mm-hmm. a key ingredient here. Yes. Yeah, and and I think... I think the reason why these traps are so common for people that are new is because there's so much change going on and so much deprogramming that you're doing of stuff you've been taught by the media and religion or your peers or whatever that you kind of get caught up in all that and can sometimes lose sight of the fact that it's all just about humans. You know, it's all Mm. we're all just Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then moving on to our last rookie mistake here five. <laughs> is <laughs> prioritizing preserving a relationship over developing it. Mm. So another term for this is relationship containment. Apparently, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that one before, but Dedeker brought that up. Yeah. Um, but basically, what this is is uh, you, know, you know generally something that happens if a couple is opening up is that their concern going in is sort of seeing polyamory as a threat to 
of their relationship, right? That it's going to take away time from each other and it's going to bring up jealousy and it's, you know, hopefully going to reinvigorate them, but it's like mostly a threat. And so we're going to take these steps to preserve our relationship. And if our relationship starts to change, do things to like rein it back in and try to mm-hmm. keep it the way it is the whole time. And mm-hmm. I think that the, the part of the whole point of, of opening a relationship up is to let it change is to see how your relationship can grow and develop mm. rather than just mm. keeping it the same. Cause if you wanted to keep it the same, like, why are you changing it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And by trying so hard to preserve that relationship, you're going to be cutting off your outside relationships and also not letting that relationship grow. Cause you're just focused on trying to keep it to what you thought that it was, Yeah, which is not only limiting those exterior good parts by cutting off those relationships, but it's also limiting those interior good parts yeah. of of growing and deepening and becoming more connected. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, I mean, a lot of couples do come to it, like you said, with this sense of threat. I think it's so much more useful and so much more positive to kind of come to it of a sense of like, we're going to grow to a point where like we feel so good in this relationship and we do feel so safe in this relationship that, that very little actually threatens it. Mm -hmm. And it's a subtle shift in psychology. It's this more expansive look at it as in like, rather than trying to contain it and trying to ward off threats, we're going to, you know, be able to grow so close to each other and be able to become so vulnerable with each other and communicate with each other in such a way that there isn't anything that can threaten our own safety and well-being. Even, am I? Am I? Are yeah. you tracking on this? Am yeah. I? Am I making it clear? No, yeah. I mean that's really right. Good that, that, and really interesting concept. Yeah, that making a relationship more secure by like by destabilizing just it. it potentially through like yeah. through other people becoming a part of it. But I love that idea of vulnerability that you just brought up because really, I mean. It's one of the most vulnerable things, especially like coming from a monogamous viewpoint that you can do is mm-hmm. to like bring other people into a pre-existing relationship. But the, the, mm-hmm. if you have the idea of like, hey, I'm going to instead of say like I'm so worried and insecure and I think that this is going to go horribly, but say like I am so secure with you that I know mm-hmm. that like. I'm allowing myself to to feel all of these amazing things and I get to do it with you. Like how mm-hmm, really profound mm-hmm. and beautiful that is, that idea is. And I mm-hmm. liked that idea. So many people don't want to be vulnerable. And yet, like, yeah. to say, hey, I want to be as vulnerable as I can with you um, through, yeah. through other people and through the broadening of one's horizons. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. Well, I mean, it requires a, a willingness to kind of sit through that initial discomfort, right? It requires a willingness to sit through the unknown. You know, I think about, you know, in relationships that I'm in now, in my relationship with Jace, like, I feel quite secure. But Jace and I have never, ever had any kind of, like, specific rules or, like, Mm. enacted any kind of, you know, ripcord kind of scenario or ever even really placed, like, strict restrictions on each other whatsoever. Um you know, and that's how it's been in most of my relationships, you know, within the past, like, two-ish years or so. Um, and it's produced more security rather than less. Yeah, it yeah. does seem counterintuitive, but it's definitely true. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, this, and this is, I almost feel like this goes into the category of, like, a noob mistake. 
where people might still count as a noob in this regard, like a few years in. Like, this is one that can take a a long time to actually learn. Well, I think that's a good point. Any person, regardless of if they've been within polyamory for six months or 20 years, they can still make all of these mistakes depending on who they're with or of course yeah. whatever and i mean yeah to say that yeah like, I, have, I have a confession a i have a confession oh, oh please yeah. to make for you guys which is that i lied at the beginning of this episode i do make mistakes <laughs> oh i do make shit. mistakes jesus Stedeker. all the time and you're also a all liar. the freaking time yeah i'm also a liar <laughs> you make mistakes and you lie what the hell <laughs> yes no but me no, too that's, my yeah. god yeah, that's why this list was something we could come up with. Because we're like, of course. Because we're like, oh, we do all these things. I understand we have these things. Least. Or I've done parts of these. Or, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Right. My friends have, or my yeah. partners have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like we've, we've seen all of these things. These aren't just theoretical ideas. Well, and that's why it's a nice list to like kind of look at and say, like, hey, I have been doing this for many years, and yet, like, I still do make these mistakes, but clearly I'm not alone in those mistakes, and so you can at least, like, work to let yourself off the hook a little bit, even in spite of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay, cool. cool. I hope that that was helpful for for everyone out there, whether you yourself are a noob or you've been at this for a long time. I know this was helpful for us to talk through, Mm -hmm. you know, even though we've been doing this for a while as well. Uh, And hopefully we're not noobs. Although, you know what? Like Emily was saying in the last episode, aren't aren't we all every every year older you get, you realize how much more you don't know. It's kind of like you're becoming more and more of a noob all the time. More newbie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on uh, that encouraging note. On that encouraging note, you'll never learn anything. Bye. Conscious. <laughs> Goodbye. Good luck. Yeah. All right. Uh, please check out our website, multiamory.com. You can write to us at info at multiamory. Uh, and you can also write to us on Facebook or on Twitter at multiamory. And if you want to join our discussion group, which is a private invite only group on Facebook, you can do that by joining our Patreon, which is P A T R E O N dot com slash multiamory um, or you could even join our monthly discussion groups so thank you so much and we will see you next week yeah bye